Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Good Games Casually. I'm your host, Derek Lockwood, and this is a chill video game podcast. How are you? Doing well? Me too. It has been a while. Well, for me, it's been a while. For you, it's probably like nothing ever changed. I haven't recorded an episode in about two, three weeks now. If you listen to my previous episode, me and my now fiance, yes, I am engaged now. We went on a little weekend getaway last week, so I was prepping a bunch of episodes ahead of time, and it was nice. It was good to relax. It was more like a mini vacation rather than a full vacation, just a weekend thing, and it was good, good to recharge, and yeah, I proposed to my fiance, and it's great. She said yes, and things are going super well, but we are going back into it. And I have a wonderful game to share with you. As you can see by the title, we are going to be talking about Gris. If you plan to play this game, like I've been saying in Season 2, there will be spoilers. So if you are interested in playing this game sometime in the future, you may want to skip this one. All good. So let's hop right in. Diving into Gris is like opening a book where every page is a breathtaking piece of art that tells a story deeper than just its surface beauty. This game is special, not just because it's gorgeous to look at or because the music will give you chills, but because it tackles something huge, getting through tough times, the kind that can knock the wind out of you. Before we get into the heart of things, a heads up, we're going to talk about some of the big moments in Gris, so if you're planning to play and want to be surprised, you might want to skip those parts. I will include spoiler tags going forward. Now, talking about video games and mental health isn't new, but the way Gris does it feels fresh. It's not just another game, it's a journey through sadness and coming out stronger on the other side. And it's done without preaching or telling you how to feel. Instead, it uses its world, colors, and puzzles to let you walk a mile in someone else's shoes, someone who's trying to find their way back from a dark place. What's cool about Gris, and what we don't hear about enough, is how it uses the game's world to reflect the ups and downs of dealing with tough things. There's no dialogue, no big speeches, but it doesn't need them. The game shows you how it feels to be lost, and then to find your way again, bit by bit, color by color. It's like the game is saying, hey, it's okay to feel lost, and it's okay to take your time finding your way back. This chat isn't just about how great Gris is as a game, though it really is something special. It's about digging into how games like this can actually make a difference in how we deal with our own rough patches. Gris isn't just a game you play, it's an experience that stays with you, reminding you that even in the darkest times, there's a way forward. Let's look at the approach of Gris understanding trauma and its impact. When we talk about trauma, We're not just talking about the big, life-shattering events that movies and TV shows love to dramatize. Sure, those are part of it, but trauma can also come from anywhere. Little things that stick with us, moments of fear, loss, or rejection that don't seem like much to others, but can really weigh us down. It's like carrying a backpack that just gets heavier over time, and you don't always realize it's there until it starts to really hurt. What makes trauma so tricky is that it's different for everyone. Two people can go through the same thing and come out feeling totally different about it. That's because it's not just about what happens to you. It's about how you process it, how you feel it, and how it can carry with you. It's just like a physical wound. 
If you don't take care of it, it can get worse, not better. Now, here's where things get interesting. Video games, yeah, the ones we play to unwind or to have fun with friends, can actually help with this heavy stuff. It might sound a bit out there, but think about it. Games can be a safe place where you can explore feelings, face challenges, and even practice solving problems in ways you might not feel brave enough to try in real life. They're like simulations for life's bigger battles, but without the real-world stakes. Games like Gris take this a step further. They're not just distractions or entertainment. They're like interactive stories or experiences that let you walk through metaphors of healing and growth. By playing, you're not just passing time. You're engaging with your feelings, maybe even understanding them a bit better. It's kind of like how some people use music or art to express themselves. Video games can be a way to explore and process trauma, all while giving you a break from the real world. Now, it's not like playing a game is going to magically make everything okay, but it can be a tool, one of many you might use, to help carry that backpack of trauma a little easier, to start unpacking it piece by piece in a way that feels safe and manageable. Let's talk about the world of Gris. Gris does something remarkable. With its visuals and music, it turns emotions into something you can see and hear. The game starts in a world drained of color which is a brilliant way of showing what it feels like to be lost in the shadow of trauma. As you progress, colors return, each one symbolizing a step forward in the journey of healing. It's not just a game mechanic, it's a visual metaphor for personal growth and recovery. They use color as emotion. Each new color introduced in the game represents a different emotion or stage of the protagonist's journey. For example, blue can symbolize sadness, but also tranquility, showing the dual nature of our feelings. Then there's music and mood. The soundtrack of Gris is more than just background music. It evolves with the game, mirroring the protagonist's emotional state. When the world is colorless, the music is subdued, almost lost. As color and hope return, the music swells, guiding players to the emotional landscape of the game. Then, going into landscape as the underworld, the changing landscapes in Gris reflect the protagonist's internal struggle and healing. Stark, barren landscapes evolve into vibrant worlds as the character regains her voice and strength, symbolizing the journey from despair to hope. But that's not all that Gris can do. Gameplay mechanics as metaphors. Gris cleverly uses its gameplay mechanics to symbolize the challenges and obstacles one faces after a traumatic event. Each puzzle, platform, an enemy represents an aspect of the protagonist's emotional journey, making the act of playing an intimate experience of overcoming personal hurdles. Puzzles as problems. The puzzles in Gris aren't just obstacles. They're representations of the problems we face in life. Solving them requires patience, perspective, and sometimes a new approach, mirroring the process of healing from trauma. Then there's abilities of growth. As the game progresses, the protagonist gains new abilities, which can be seen as symbols of personal growth and recovery. Each new skill not only helps navigate the game world, but also represents an aspect of overcoming emotional barriers. But then, we have the Void. Encounters with the game's antagonist, a swirling mass of darkness, symbolize the confrontations with fear and despair that are part of the healing process. Defeating these elements doesn't just mean moving to the next level. 
It reflects the protagonist and thereby the player's resilience in facing their darkest emotions. Games like Celeste and Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice also explore emotional and psychological themes through gameplay, offering players a way to engage with complex feelings and experiences. Like Gris, these games create a space where players can explore and confront their struggles, making the act of playing a form of emotional catharsis. Gris stands out not just as a game, but as a journey through the emotional landscape of healing. Its artistic representation of emotion and the metaphoric use of gameplay mechanics offer a unique and profound experience, inviting players to reflect on their own paths through trauma and recovery. This is your first and final spoiler warning. We are going to hop into the key moments in Gris. The Descent into Despair Gris begins with a moment that is both visually stunning and heartbreakingly symbolic. The protagonist, Gris, loses her voice and the world around her crumbles, leaving her in a desolate landscape devoid of color. This opening sequence sets the stage for the entire narrative, representing the sudden and overwhelming impact of trauma. It's a powerful depiction of how one's world can feel shattered and colorless in the wake of emotional pain. As players guide Gris through this barren world, they embark on a journey that mirrors the process of confronting and navigating through one's despair. As the story unfolds, Gris begins to find fragments of color and pieces of her voice scattered throughout the landscape. Each color restored and every new note found symbolizes a step towards healing and regaining a sense of self. The game cleverly uses these elements to demonstrate the gradual process of coming to terms with pain and finding beauty and strength in the aftermath of trauma. The act of restoring color to the world is not just a gameplay mechanic. It's a metaphor for rediscovering joy and hope. The moment when Gris finally regains her voice is particularly poignant, symbolizing the reclaiming of agency and the ability to express oneself after being silenced by pain. The climax of Gris is a beautifully orchestrated sequence where Gris confronts the embodiment of her trauma, a massive bird that has been a recurring obstacle throughout her journey. This confrontation is more than just a battle. It's a representation of facing one's deepest fears and the darkest aspects of one's trauma. The victory over this antagonist is not achieved through violence, but through understanding and acceptance. Illustrating that overcoming trauma involves acknowledging and integrating one's experiences rather than defeating them. This moment encapsulates the game's overarching message. Healing is a journey of acceptance, self-discovery, and transformation. Like the game's journey and Shadow of the Colossus, Gris uses the pivotal moments to convey deep emotional truths and the complexity of the human experience. These games, through their narratives and mechanics, allow players to engage with themes of loss, resilience, and the quest for meaning in ways that are profoundly moving and reflective of the healing process. Gris is not just a game about overcoming trauma. It's a testament to the power of art and storytelling in video games as mediums for exploring the depths of human emotion. Its key pivotal moments are milestones in the protagonist's and, by extension, the player's journey towards healing, offering both a narrative and an experiential understanding of the path from despair to hope. The journey of the protagonist in Gris offers profound lessons that extend far beyond the digital world. As players navigate through Gris's recovery from trauma, they're invited to reflect on their own experiences with hardship and healing. 
Gris's silence and the gradual reintroduction of color and music into her world serve as a powerful metaphor for the process of recovering from trauma. It reminds us that regaining one's voice, whether literally or metaphorically, is a significant step towards healing. This aspect of the game resonates with anyone who has felt loss, showcasing the importance of self-expression and the reclamation of one's identity after being muted by life's challenges. Gris's journey is a reminder that healing is not linear. The ebb and flow of progress and setbacks she experiences mirror the reality of dealing with trauma. There are moments of beauty and triumph, but also periods of solitude and despair. This realistic portrayal encourages players to embrace their own path to recovery with patience and understanding, recognizing that each step, no matter how small, is a part of the journey towards healing. Gris not only provides an emotional narrative, but also offers practical insights into overcoming personal challenges. The game's design, where overcoming obstacles and solving puzzles leads to growth and progress, parallels the idea that facing one's fears and challenges is crucial for personal development. Players can learn that sometimes the path forward involves revisiting past traumas or confronting fears directly much like Gris must face her own darkness to restore color and hope to her world. The protagonist's resilience in the face of adversity serves as inspiration for players to apply similar determination in their own lives. The game subtly suggests that healing involves exploring one's inner world, acknowledging pain, and finding personal strength and vulnerability. It encourages individuals to seek out their own methods of expression and healing, whether through creative outlets, therapy, or connections with others. Moreover, Gris highlights the importance of support systems and the role of external environments in the healing process. Just as the world around Gris reflects her internal state, the people and spaces around us can significantly impact our journey towards recovery. This emphasizes the need for a supportive community and a nurturing environment that encourages growth and healing. Gris stands as a testament to the universal journey of healing that transcends the boundaries of the digital world reaching into the heart and soul of its players. The game masterfully weaves together the threads of loss, grief, and recovery into a tapestry that speaks to the shared human experience. Through its silent protagonist, Gris, the game communicates the profound truth that healing is a deeply personal yet universally relatable process. The restoration of color and music in the game serves as a powerful metaphor for the reawakening of hope and joy in the aftermath of trauma reminding us that beauty can be found even in the darkest of times. The journey of Gris is not just about overcoming trauma. It's about the resilience of the human spirit and the capacity for renewal that lies within each of us. This game, with its stunning visuals, evocative music, and poignant narrative, resonates with the wide audience because it mirrors the ebbs and flows of real-life healing processes. It shows that while trauma can leave us feeling isolated, the path to recovery is a bridge that connects us to our shared humanity. While Gris offers a beautiful and introspective exploration of healing, it's important to acknowledge the game's role as a complement to professional help rather than a substitute. The game opens up a space for reflection and emotional engagement, but it also underscores the importance of seeking support when dealing with trauma. This concluding section serves as an encouragement for those who see themselves in Gris's journey to reach out for professional guidance when needed. Healing is a journey that often requires more than self-reflection and time. 
professional therapists, support groups, and mental health resources play a crucial role in navigating the complex terrain of trauma recovery. Gris reminds us of the strength found in vulnerability and the courage required to seek help. By engaging with the game's narrative and drawing parallels to their own experiences, players may find the inspiration to take that first step towards seeking support. In closing, Gris is more than just a game. It is a profound narrative experience that sheds light on the intricacies of healing from trauma. Its universal message of hope, resilience, and the importance of seeking help speaks to a truth we all share. That healing is possible, and that no one has to walk the path alone. Through its artistic brilliance and emotional depth, Gris offers a gentle reminder of the power of video games to touch our lives in meaningful ways, encouraging us to face our darkest moments with strength and grace. Now, you may have noticed this episode was a little bit longer than usual, and that's on purpose for two reasons. First, and most importantly, this game deserves the recognition. It is beautiful, it is magical, it really portrays trauma healing in such a beautiful and hopeful way. It really is an experience that I encourage you to go out and experience yourself. It's available on multiple platforms. I played it on the Switch, nice and easy, take it with me to work. And the second reason was because you did not get a proper episode last week as I was gone. So I wanted to also make a longer episode to fill in that gap because I appreciate you guys letting me, I say letting me like as if you locked me in a cage all day, but you know, being supportive and letting me enjoy my vacation. I, I posted, if you follow me on threads at Good Games Casually, I posted the photos of my engagement and we received such huge, amazing support. It was very beautiful. And I thank each and every one of you for doing that. That was really, really nice. But Times are so interesting sometimes. You know, I had planned to propose to her for quite some time and the trip was coming up and I thought, you know what? She has talked about this place many times. She loves this place. I think this is where I'm going to do it. And hey, it, it worked out. She said yes and here I am. Good games casually engaged. <laughs> I want to take some time and acknowledge the new listeners. I do look at my analytics once in a while, but really not all the time. I just happened to check because I was gone for so long. But if you're new here, hello, my name is Derek Lockwood. This is a mental health video game podcast. The main theme here that you will see is my episodes are very short, sometimes never exceeding 30 minutes, and that's on purpose. As a 34-year-old gamer who works a 9-to-5, has a busy schedule with family and friends, you can't always listen to full-length podcasts. Now, yes, you can break them up into chunks, but sometimes you really want to get to the point of the segment. So I decided that making video games about mental health, as I have struggled with that in the past, and how video games tackle that in such interesting ways like Gris and all my other previous episodes that you can go back and check, that it would be nice to share that. Someone who just wants to pop on a podcast when they're on a bus or waiting for their coffee somewhere, you can get a full entire story in 10 minutes, 20 minutes, or 30 minutes. But again, you will see that I never really exceed more than 30 minutes. Some of them are not even more than 20 minutes. But regardless, that is why my episodes are short. Also, if you are new here and you enjoyed this, if you found it enlightening, please share with a friend or family. And if you're new here as well, please consider leaving a review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. It really helps out the show a lot 
and I would really appreciate it. If you want to follow me anywhere in all the things I do, Good Games Casually everywhere, or you can check out my website, goodgamescasually.com, where you can also find reviews, blogs, and a link to our Discord in the show notes below and on the website as well if you'd fancy that. Thank you all so much for listening. I appreciate your involvement, and I'll see you all later. Bye-bye.